Hello, I'm Holly, the funnier one in theme park films. Both me and Carla have secured a deal with the fantastic studio to offer you a discount on their headphones and earphones. Perfect for a long journey to Orlando whilst you're listening to our podcast. Head to studio.com and use promo code ThemeParkFilms to get yourself a whole 15% off. Now, on with the show. Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. And welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla, and as ever, I'm joined by Holly. Hello. Happy New Year. This is our New Year special where we actually talk to a cast member. Oh, I love that. Really, really good. So interesting. Oh, my God. Honestly. And we ask the questions uh, that no one else would ask, I think. Yeah. Well, mainly Holly did. And I bet you were shocked, Carla, because I bet you were expecting nothing from me. Um, <laughs> my expectation is always quite low. I mean, that's better for all involved. I did have some backup questions just in case, but I didn't need them because you were in there. I knew you. I knew it would excite you. I knew it was what you wanted to do. So, And also, he was fantastic. Really nice. He was lovely. And that's really Will lovely. from um, History Made Up podcast, who was a former cast member, and he literally spilt the beans on everything. Definitely don't listen if you've got children yeah. uh, in the car, because he literally does tell you everything that goes on behind the scenes. It's so interesting. Absolutely brilliant. We loved it. And we hope that you do too. So enough of us waffling. Here's Will, former cast member at Cars Land in Disneyland, California. When did you first start working at Disney? What year was it? That would have been 2012. Okay. 2013, right around there. Yeah. And um, like, how'd you get into that? Like, do you have to audition or what's the, how'd you do it? There was a part-time seasonal, I was just looking for jobs because I was sort of new to Los Angeles at the time and I just found it on a website and I just... Figured like, yeah, why not? I'll give that a shot. Because the job was for like um, production technician. like, uh, And I worked uh, behind the scenes in live television for many, many years. Oh. And so uh, I had lots of experience. And I applied and I got the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really as simple as apply to any other job, really. And what... What is a production technician? So, everything at Disney is has to be the Disney way, mm. quote unquote. So, like, whenever a news station wants to do a news story, 
inside the parks, they are not allowed to bring any of their own people or equipment. They're just allowed to send the anchor or the reporter. That's it. They can't send their camera person, audio person, and they can't send any of their equipment. So we have all that stuff in the park, and then they assign us, a group of production technicians, to a certain news station or reporter. Because we have to run the cables the right way, we have to hang the lights the right way, we have to put the cameras in the right spot. It's all total control. So they can't just film whatever they want, really. Right, exactly. The, The only thing that they're allowed to bring is the little mic flag, the little thing that slides on the microphone that says what channel it's on. Uh, yeah, yeah. But even but even the microphones are Disney microphones. Wow. Yeah, it's that level of control in there. It's really, they're definitely only letting out what they want. Exactly they want. Yep. I've got to tell you, Will, that this, this is part of Holly's <laughs> wedding present, was that I present her with a cast member to talk to. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she didn't expect me to come through with that present. So I'm looking forward to when she has to get me something because I'm going to think of something big. (laughs) And not only did I get her a cast member, I got one that worked in Cars Land and she loves that film. So, you know, double whammy here. Yep. So, yeah, I'm just going to let Holly just go ahead and ask you loads and loads of questions and I'll just step in when, you know, she runs out of breath. All right. So when you work for Disney, do you get to, do they like put you up in accommodation kind of, because some people, they'll employ people obviously around from around the world, won't they? Uh, no, they don't okay. do anything like that. Um, they do have very nice facilities like restaurants and dining halls that are just for the cast members or employees. Yeah. Oh. Um, Is it free, the food or not? I don't recall if it was or not. I don't think it was. Is it a little bit like working there? Is it a little bit like a cult? <laughs> yes. If you work somewhere too long, people start to believe all of the, you know, like the hype of it. and you know. Absolutely. And it doesn't even take that long. Uh, Before you can even go into the park as an employee, you have to go through a very intensive training seminar so like your whole first week or two at work you're just in a building next to the park with your training class and going through everything like like i say like the disney way and that's that indoctrination of this place is happy everyone is happy be happy make them happy (laughs) but by the time you're actually started you're already like in that mindset and i was all in i bought all i was like yeah why not just be nice to everyone and happy you're right you're right mouse (laughs) and would it be would it be hard that you know if you've had a bit of a day at work you know like home or whatever if you're just not feeling really like in the mood i mean to be happy all the time i mean is it is it quite draining no, like it's really. Or are you? Is it because everyone around you's happy? Yeah, they've created this environment where it's like, as soon as you walk in, every since everyone is having so much fun, it just sort of rubs off on you. And um, 
if you are having a day at home and you come in and it's like, okay, well, at least I'm here now around some happy people. It was a really nice place to work at. It really was. Do you think after a few years or whatever, it would get a bit tedious? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. You see you see a couple like jaded goofies in the background with their heads off smoking cigarettes, just hating their life. That's definitely something I saw once or twice. See, now that fascinates me. It's the people that play the characters. Oh, yeah. It's very specific. Yeah. I can just imagine when you're in that suit and you're just thinking, I just want to get out of here. It's hot. Yeah. You know, and they have to like do all the like the like if you're Tigger, you gotta bounce and all of these right. moves. And I'm sorry if this offends anyone because I know it will be Disney fans listening, but me and Holly have always found this fascinating is like the face characters, so the the people doing the princesses or the princes. Yes. They must get freaked out by grown adults without children going up and speaking to them as if they're their character. I find that very odd. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I would assume that they would, but the all the princesses are all sequestered. There's one building that they all go in to prep, and they're, they, they're, they're not allowed to come out until they're full costume, and once they come out, they're the princess now. Whenever they're in the park, they're always escorted, and there's the guards that stand by this, this little hut where that's their changing room. Wow. Yeah, it, that, was, that was definitely one of the weirdest things. So they must get like really like method into it, like method yeah. acting, where they get to the point where they believe it. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Definitely, and the way that they treat them is definitely leads, leans into that yeah. too. You know, all the employees have these massive places to go, but them, they have to, like, the uh, cafeteria I was telling you about, they don't go there. They can't go there. They are all, everything is brought to the, it's it's all in this. And it's not like it's nice. It's not like it's a fancy, like, it's not like a mini castle <laughs> that no one can see back there. It's just a white shed, like a big white shed, but... In it has is all of the princesses and all the their dressing rooms. And, and is there a bit like you know an elite of people that work there? If it's if you saw someone and you know it was like oh they're the princess, is that the dream that people want to do that role? Are they put on a pedestal? But is you know the person that everyone's like oh I would want to be that job. Mickey, that's the, Mickey is that job. Oh, is mm. that the goal? Yeah. And, well, mm. but there's also like. 40 mickeys at one time oh gosh quite a lot yeah they rotate them out and like there's even oh one of the um one of the little houses there where you can go in and get your picture taken with mickey like they have had it architecturally designed where while you're in the line when once you turn this corner some of the like i don't even know how to explain it like part of the line peels off one way and the other the other way without you really knowing it and there's actually two mickeys in that building at once but you would never know it unless you actually went like saw it from the back side it's yeah it's a a lot of that's it's all like illusions and uh magic tricks eyes like force perspective and all sorts of weird trickeration like that. 
But I, I presume Mickey and uh, the Disney way is to say friends with, isn't it? You're not allowed to say play Mickey, but... Oh, right, yes. Yeah, I That's... presume that the people that are friends with Mickey, if we're going to go down that right. route, were girls, because you have to be quite short, don't you? Um, yes, almost every friend of Mickey that I met was uh, short, yeah, was a short woman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And like goofy, you have to be over like six four or something. Like, yeah. So there's all these man, very yeah. specific height and weight restrictions for every all of the characters. I remember reading that online. I was seeing which character I could be. <laughs> what could <character laughs> I like? Check your. I think I'm a little bit too short for Mickey. I think I've got to go with Dopey or a Chipmunk. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Chip or Dale? No, you know, I'm, I'm happy with either. Um, so if Disney want to give me a call, you know, get me over there. Oh, yeah, I bet they will now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we've created a good impression. <laughs> and, like, when you start work, do you have to get, like, briefed every time you start work? Like, or are there posters on the wall, like, remember to be happy, remember to smile? Like, you know, do you have, like, a kind of a meeting before and... there's Well, we would have, like, our production meetings yeah. in, in my department where it was, like, this is who's coming in today, so this is who needs to go where, and this is what, you know, where the hookups or the plug-ins are for them and all this and that. But there's a thing called the keys, the Disney keys, uh, and I don't... I can't remember for the life of me what they are, but that that's the sign everywhere, is oh, like, okay. remember your keys, remember your keys, remember your keys. And it's like keeping people happy, expectations, uh, you know, okay. yeah, all, yeah. like something like that, you know. And how many people would come in to film, like in a week? The main thing, the, the reason that my job was there for part-time seasonal was because of the grand opening of Cars Land. And that oh. was literally news stations from all over the world were coming in to do a little stand-up piece about Cars Land opening. And so one of the nights we were there all night because, like you guys, like the the station in London wants to do a live shot. Well, okay, that's going to be a different time here than, yeah. you know. And there was like, you know, China, Japan, literally – from all over the world. They were there doing news stories about it. And so we just had to stay up all night. And that was that was different than a normal one because that one we did just like a um that was just like a rotating set. It was like we set up the sh- cameras, the lights, and then we just called out their names. And it was uh, like, okay, next. and they just walked in front of the camera, did their thing, and they left and then the next one came in. And it was just one after another after another. I mean, it must have been quite cool to be there at night, though, you know, because half of the thing with Disney, it's like the attention to detail is just amazing. And obviously, sometimes when you're in the park and it's really busy, you don't really get to see it all. Yeah, that was definitely the coolest part was being there like super like early, early in the morning. Yeah. Um, And since, yeah, we didn't do live shots all the time, but we also we shot all the commercials, you know, all, all the commercials you see for Disney. Yeah. They're all shot in the park. Yeah. And we yeah. have to do that before it opens. Uh-huh. So everything you see there, every background person, everything is all cast. All of those roles are cast. Yeah. 
no matter how big the crowd looks behind it. So, like, we'll run a parade for just the the camera shoot yeah. with just a whole bunch of people around. Wow. It's 100% staged. Talking about the attention to detail. So, we were in there shooting the Cars Land promos. And I'm walking around, and they've... They built the town. Mm. Uh, radi- what is it? Radiator yeah. Springs? Yeah. That's what they did. They just built that. And as you're walking down the street, like you sort of notice, like this is brand new. It's not open yet. The public has not been in there. Like no one is in there except for employees yeah. so far. And you look down and it's like, oh, there's a crack in the road. Or like, Gosh, this it's how is this how is this fence like rusty already? And they do that. They did that. Like they made that crack in that road because there was a crack in the road in the movie. And it makes and it matches it exactly. And the rust is painted on rust. It's brand, all brand new. There can't be any rust there. Yeah. But they're airbrushed, painted on rust to make everything look exactly the way that it looks in the movie. <sighs> like the amount of time and everything to go into that is just like mind-blowing. And it's like how many people are going to notice the crack? Exactly. A crack in the sidewalk. <laughs> how many people are going to notice that? Oh, man, someone's going to get in trouble because their sidewalk cracked already. <laughs> But then you go and you actually like look as like, oh my gosh, no, this is exactly here on purpose. And wow. it's, yeah, it's just mind blowing the amount of work that goes into it. And like how many employees in a, in a day? I mean, how many people are there? Oh, thousands. I mean, so many. Every person at every ride, you know, all the people running the rides. Yeah. All those costume characters, all the people running the concession stands, all the people... In the parades, that was when I did my when I did my training class. My training class was me, a behind the scenes TV tech, and like twenty five dancers in the parades. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was a, that was very fun. Like I said, there's those cafeterias just for yeah. the employees. All those are staffed. All the costume, you know, where they make those Mickey heads and everything. And that's just like the people maybe you would see, uh, yeah. not to mention the office buildings that are there with all the business marketing. Yeah, like HR and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's, it is its own world out there. It's so, so weird. And is there like, do you have, obviously maybe not for your role, is there kind of anywhere like training and stuff you I guess like upsell or you know like today we've got targets to hit like is it money driven of course like obviously it's a business and it is but is it like does anyone talk about that or is the whole thing just make sure people are happy yep that's it's all driven by making sure every person that walks through that gate has uh the magical disney experience every single one that's what the whole thing is driven by yeah, because I think you notice that, don't you? When you go into Disney, theme parks here, you order even, you know, a drink and they'll try and upsell you a bigger drink or you'll buy something and they'll try and add something on the till. But I don't think I've ever experienced that in Disney. 
Yeah, it's interesting that like the tactics never to kind of go, right, how do we get people to buy more, spend more? I guess it's just one of those things like if you're happy, you kind of buy into it and you want to take some merchandise home with you or, you know, whatever it is. Maybe yeah. it's like, you know, that's how you get people to, to spend. And I I mean, I think just getting into the park costs enough. Oh, yeah. Like it's, yeah. You know, it's expensive enough just to walk. And even if they don't get a penny from anyone else after that, they're still yeah. making off pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, they they would rather just be like, could I have a medium soda? Oh, you want a medium soda? I'm fulfilling your want with a medium soda. Mm. Instead of, eh, how about a large for $2 more? Yeah. That's a, to- you know, it's a totally different attitude towards yeah. that. It's just, it's about filling that want right now yeah not like that marketing ploy of creating another want that you didn't even think about yet no it's not it's like that at all but and that kind of works on on a level that you probably don't even realize like you'll probably end up buying more because you haven't been pressured exactly (laughs) i met uh larry the cable guy came to the opening he had uh, the Mater uh, character from Cars Land. Mm-hmm. He does the voice for that. So he was there. And there was like a line of people there to meet him and to like ride the ride. Mm. And But this is a cold open. This isn't the, uh, this is the soft open, I guess. Yeah, the soft mm-hmm. open for it. So these are like, fam- these are like employees' kids and employees' family members, stuff okay, like that. Yeah. And still, they had to – people were clamoring for it so much, they had to go open the gift shop so they could sell T-shirts. Oh. People, you know, that's how they get – people want it because of the uh, experience, yeah. not because you're trying to upsell. You do get yeah. swept up in that. I mean, I've learned to control myself over the years, but I used to come home with so many Disney T-shirts that I'd never wear. In the cold light of day in Britain, I'd look a maniac walking <laughs> right. around in it. <laughs> But, yeah. but you get caught up when you're there. You're not, I need this right now. And then you get it home and you're like, yeah. no, why did I do that? So I'm, I'm quite good at self-regulating after many years. But when you're there, you literally <laughs> want to buy anything. But I think also it's that thing, isn't it, where it's a bit like people who, you know, obviously like Disney and all of that. And then there's like the avid fans, you know, the people who probably would be like Cars Land's opening. So I will be flying in to make sure I'm there the opening day and kind of get some like kudos from like, oh, I own every Disney badge. You know, I've collected all the merchandise. Oh, yeah, that's definitely that's a big thing. And then again, it's like you take a step back and in the real world, it's a bit like so but you know like to them or in that moment it's like the biggest thing ever yeah yeah you must see quite a lot of disney i mean me and holly go to orlando mainly i have been to la and so holly but we go to orlando quite a lot but i wouldn't say either of us are disney fanatics there's a there's a difference you can enjoy going into the theme parks uh, you know and having a good time and kind of losing yourself for a day but then you get people that take it to like a next level and it's their life. And it's, you know, you must see a lot of that. Yeah, there is. I think he's still alive, but there's a guy that came to the Anaheim park every day. Mm. He would come in and he like, uh, my trainer and stuff like they told us all about him. Like 
he's uh he comes in he has his routine he gets a corn dog he gets a dole whip he rides this right he rides this he goes like he has just all these things that he hits um every day and he's just he has this little routine and it's just like um a mall walker uh like a you know someone just goes to the mall to just sort of walk around he's like that except he pays whatever crazy amount of money to come in every day to do it at disneyland oh. so like you must have been like a, an eccentric like millionaire or something to have that kind of money surely for sure yeah that's the only that's the only way that it makes sense to me. yeah Either that or he's in, yeah, he went to a lot of debt just to go do that. When I was in my training class, um, there was a couple of the other people in there that were sort of like that. They were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to come here every day. I can't believe it. And like, I had never been to any Disney property before. The first time I was ever on a Disney property was when I pulled in to go to my first interview. Wow. So, uh, like, <laughs> like all these grownups, like freaking out when Mickey Mouse walks into our training seminar at the end. I'm like, are you guys being serious right now? Like, you're really excited about this. Okay. Okay. Like we went through, like, they took us through, like, you know, that's just, uh, you know that that's just a short person in, in that costume, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was very, very strange. Yeah. When we were, uh, shooting those promos for cars land, uh, the, there's that racer ride where you actually like get into the car and it takes you around. And after we got done shooting it, that was the last thing we were shooting for the day. And we're sort of packing up and leaving. And, uh, one of the other grips that was working with me just says to someone that's staying over there, like, Hey, he's never uh, ridden a ride before at Disney. At, at, and to points to me saying that and the guy's like, is that true? And I'm like, yeah, I've never really been to uh, one of these parks before. And the guy waves me over. He's like, Oh, well, come on, get in and we'll, we'll ride, we'll ride this. And so this guy, I uh, get in the car with him. And he has like a iPad and uh, all sorts of meters and specs and stuff on this thing that I don't know what's what. And we go through the whole ride and all this stuff on there is like changing and moving as we're going. And then he stops and sort of like adjusts this and adjusts that. And so after we're done, I'm sitting there talking to him and he's the engineer. He's the guy that made that ride. <laughs> so my on any Disney ride was with the the on the Cars Land ride with the guy who invented that ride. So That's that was amazing. Pretty cool. That's so cool. And do you get to like do you get free tickets or no, there's like you get uh, your employee badge will get you in. I want to say it's a certain number of times a year, like oh okay, it's two, maybe it's four, something like that. Um, yeah. So one day after when I when I got done with work, uh, I did go out the employee entrance, walk around, and then come in the normal entrance. Just yeah, just to do. 
just to have that experience too. Um, yeah. And it was, I don't know, because since I had already been there so much already, um, it was a lot, you know, it was sort of different. It wasn't like, uh, um, you know, <laughs> why eyes wide magical experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh, that's the goofy. I saw crying in the back earlier. Yep. (laughs) 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 To become a manager, do you have to be like an uber, uber Disney fan and live and breathe it? You don't need to be like a Disney fan. You just have to have bought into the philosophy, you know, and um, you just got to be gung-ho about the, uh culture even as an employee like you just you get you have otherwise it doesn't work and they've figured that out like one person um one sad sack that's having a bummer of a day gives you your corn dog and your magical day is now back to reality where people are bummed out it just it, it you know it can't it can't be like that, <laughs> but not in like a authoritative way. Mm. That's the weird, that's the strange, that's the whole like funny, weird twist of it is like, it has to be this way. It has to be this way, which normally like, if that's the attitude of like, it must be like very like authori- authoritarian, like this is how it must be, except it's, this is how it must be, right? <laughs> Yay. Like, that's the whole weird twist on it. Wow. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but it, and it's so weird. Like, you know, obviously there's so, like you said, there's so many people sort of doing so many different jobs and stuff. Like to be able to police, you know, everybody being like that. And I guess it's a little bit like what you said. It just rubs off on people. Like there, mu- like, there must be like an occasion or something where someone has just sort of like you know gone oh f*** off to someone <laughs> I mean there must have been yeah oh yeah sure I'm sure of course there has been yeah and then you know those that guest or whatever just gets free passes to come back showered with uh all sorts of merch <laughs> yeah. and free hotel room and this and that yeah maybe I'm gonna go and try and get someone to do that to me <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just start kicking someone, kicking one of the employees. Be like, "Come on, go for Goofy." He seems like he's pretty crumble. <laughs> you treat him like the changing of the guard, like instead yeah. of just trying to get him to blink or look at you, you're trying to get him to tell you to <laughs> f- off. <Yeah. laughs> oh, do you know about the secret restaurant, the hidden restaurant, the club? Yeah. I don't know if we do. Club 22, 44, something like that. In the middle of Disneyland, there's a private apartment, like, room that is available to rent. Like, when people have weddings there and stuff, they rent it out. Okay. And then right below it is a, like, a speakeasy type of club that not they didn't even let us go in there to see it. They just showed us the entrance they just showed us like this the the secret door where it is and like you'd walk right past it and you'd never see it how'd you get in there i'm it's i'm sure it's like for celebrities and stuff like that that's another thing they have to deal with at disneyland all the time 
Yeah, especially California. Yeah, they want to come and they want to bring their kids and their families and stuff. So. And do they get do they get treated differently? Do they close off rides for them or? They'll be there after hours or before oh, hours. So they'll be like, uh, Tom Cruise, you wanna, oh, Tom Cruise is coming. So the park doesn't open till eight, but he's going to be here at 630 for his family. And they're going to go through. And so make sure we open X, Y, Z, like all these rides. And then they have uh, security with them and stuff that take them all through. If they are there during the day, mm-hmm. um, they just have security escort with them. So when you have, when there's pictures that go up on, you know, like online and stuff about celebrities at Disney and, you know, you sometimes you'll see them, like I think, you know, the Kardashians will take their children and stuff. Is that right? those pictures, like, I mean, is that like the paparazzi that have gone in and obviously like sneakily no. taken them or is that, are they sort of, I guess, like official photos that get released? There's definitely not paparazzi they might be like it might be another guest sneaking one with their phone yeah but most of the time they will uh disney will have a photographer going around with them okay because disney wants to show that these people you know that these people um, yeah you know and then they probably take a cut of their photo and then they know that they're getting a good photo being sent out you know with them with their family Disney can monitor what photos are, uh, you know, are shown. It's win-win for everyone. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So did you used to have to speak to the guests? Like, were you in, like, cast member uniforms or did you have to interact? Since we were, we would be there shooting during the day while the park was open, everything was different. The rules were all different then. Than when we were there, like early in the morning or late at night when right. the park was closed. So in the middle of the day, if we're there shooting, the worst part is, first of all, I no tattoos can be showing. Right. So I had I had to buy the, these like um, like Allen Iverson like sleeves, right. like those just nylon, and uh, I had to have those on my arm uh, covering up my tattoos. And, uh, but everything else was just like button up shirt. It wasn't, they didn't give us like assigned, uh, shirts for the crew, Okay. but it had uh, buttoned up. And then my badge had to be showing always non-slip work boot jeans, not shorts. Yeah. Long pants, not shorts. Yeah, you must have been hot then. Oh, it was real miserable on some of those days. Yeah, especially with those stupid sleeves on. Oh, I hated that. One one of the one of the days it was so hot, I just took them off and I made the makeup lady just put makeup on my tattoos. <laughs> then yeah, sometimes the guests will come up to you, you know, hey, what are you guys shooting here? And then you know, yeah, I'd talk to them, I'd tell them what's you know what we're doing and. You know, be polite the Disney way, and yeah, there's like specific rules, right? Like you're not allowed to point with one finger; it has to be two fingers, and that kind of thing, isn't it? What? Right, two fingers or a full open hand. Yeah, two finger point. Yeah, uh, but apparently, uh, one finger point is even with your index finger. Some in some cultures, that's like uh, the middle finger. Oh. Uh... It's offensive to some cultures, 
to point with one finger. So you have to do it with two with your thumb up or the your whole hand uh, open like uh, this way, please. This way. It's that way. It's that way. Yeah, that's something you learn in that first week of training. That's crazy. Oh, so many rules. The pointing is definitely one of the main things I remember. Mm. And then, but like you said, there's all those phrases that I, even I forgot some of them, but like um, friend of Mickey. Yeah. We're cast members. We're not employees. Mm. They're guests. They're not patrons or mm. whatever, like. And then they they do oh there's a couple of weird little <laughs> dirty secret hidden oh. things around the park mm-hmm. that <laughs> were that aren't there that weren't there like on purpose but they are there and people do find them and but like we were instructed like if someone asks about it just you have to pretend like you don't know what they're talking about oh. like uh, <clears throat> the most famous one is. Uh, Right as you walk in uh, the main entrance, you can see the castle back behind in the background. But right there in the main circle is a statue of Walt Disney uh, holding hands with Mickey Mouse. And if you walk to either side of it, to the left or the right, 90 degrees, Mickey Mouse's nose that protrudes out is the exact same height of where Walt Disney's. And so if you go to the side of it and take a picture, (laughs) it just looks like Walt Disney with his (laughs) out. And you would always see people over there taking pictures of it. It was. I I know. I'm like, I've written it down. I'm like, I'm going to remember this. And then like, so, so what? (laughs) And then, like you said, you know, on some of the stuff when, you know, if, if you s- spoke to someone about it, you know, if you went and spoke to cast members, they'd be like, oh, look at this. You know, th- this looks like this. And then they'll just be like, I, d- I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like, like just pretend it's not. Yeah, well, it would be like, um, hey, 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 yeah. oh, where's that statue Walt Disney with his d- out? <laughs> like, oh, uh, sir, no, there's yeah. nothing like that here. That that would that's very inappropriate. <laughs> I'm like when they do when they need to do merch and like you know when they need to do stuff like um I don't know like a, a park bench is looking a bit tatty and stuff. I guess everything gets done. I mean there must be maintenance people in there. I mean every single night. Oh, and all day too. What because something like that? Um, if a bench looks a little tattered, a little worn the bench goes to the back and they bring a replacement bench out while they, while they repaint or whatever they do. They have extras of everything, everything, all the carts on all the rides. If one gets a scratch or the wheels run in a little where it just, it's just pull it, replace it and then fix the other one in the back. There's doubles of everything. It's crazy back there. Like, there's like a whole, just a whole like junkyard, except it's not junk. It's like all the brand, it's all brand new stuff, all ready to go out there at a moment's notice. Wow. They just think of everything, don't they? It's like the level, like you said, the level of detail is insane. 
It is. It's it's just like uh, money doesn't matter. So what? How would we handle it if money didn't matter? Yeah. Well, we do it this way. Okay. Well, money doesn't matter. So that's the way we're going to do it. Yeah. They don't cut any corners. Except for employee pay, but <laughs> I hear they're getting better at that. <laughs> so would that be like the equivalent of I don't know I don't know if you have minimum wage in America, but it's quite it's quite low paid, is it? Yes, we have minimum wage here and it is poverty rate. It's like six dollars an hour. Oh my god, that's awful. That's less than our minimum wage. Uh it's but in California it's a lot better. Mm. Um, I don't think California has a state minimum wage of like 12, like they don't use the federal, um, six fifty or whatever it is. And with things like, you know, the benefits, employee benefits of working there, I mean, you know, do they give you like a lot of holiday? Like, you know, are they supportive of people, you know, like if people are going through tough times, like were they, you know, pay for healthcare, you know, like, are they good like that? I mean, is it sort of place where, you know, for some people, once you work there, there is an, even if the pay maybe not be so great, you know, there's an incentive to stay because they really look after you. Um, I, I, since I was just part-time seasonal, I didn't really learn about any of that because it wasn't going to affect me. (laughs) Um, but a lot of the, people that I met there, you know, they really liked it. They really enjoyed it because a lot of the production people, you know, it's California. So there's lots of other production jobs. And so they're like, Oh man, I got offered to go to ESPN or Fox sports or whatever it is, but I'm just going to stay here. Uh, So there must've been good. Yeah. uh, Yeah, There must've been something to get them to stay. Yeah. It's probably not as big a problem in LA because you're further apart. But is there like an incentive to like? Do they care about Universal Studios in in Disneyland, or is it just they're far enough away? It's not much competition for them. Yeah, like is your card marked? If you said, "Guys, I'm leaving. I'm going to go to Universal," people would be like, "You will never be back, ever." <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think. Honestly, I don't I don't think that they view them as their competition at all. Okay. Like I think they 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 picture Universal um Universal is like the competition for like Six Flags. Okay. For like these different amusement mm. parks, but Disneyland they is a they're a different league. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They don't bother their time on Universal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting, isn't it? Because I think in Orlando, because they're nearer, maybe there's more competition uh, between the two. Oh, yeah, floor. probably. Yeah. But, yeah, the Universal Studios in Los Angeles isn't very big. No. Like, it's just – it's in Studio City. Uh, it's sort of – it's just sort of a little thing. It's not like the Universal Studios in Orlando. Yeah, I was surprised at how small it was because I did Orlando first and then I stayed on Universal property in LA and I was amazed at how small it is in comparison. Yeah, well, it's because, I mean, 
it's the actual studio. Mm. It's not a park. It's like park is sort of added on, but that's the actual yeah. Universal Studios. Uh, it's like a working thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It yeah. kind of makes it more authentic, doesn't it? Because you actually see the real sets of things, whereas Orlando is nothing real, really. It's all a facade. Set up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Okay, oh, this is, yeah, this is what I was going to tell you. So the coolest part, the coolest thing I saw the whole time I was there, there's a exhibit in, um, it's not even, so there's uh, Disneyland, there's California Adventure mm-hmm. and Cars Land. So these are like, they're all separate, quote unquote, separate parks, but all yeah. in the same area there, mm-hmm. right? In the California Adventure Park, uh, there's a huge lake. And you've probably, there's a Ferris wheel with Mickey's face in yeah. the middle of it. You've yeah. probably seen those pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty famous. So right in front of that, there's this huge lake. And... Every night, a frame rises up out of the lake, and water is blasted out of all sides of this frame. And then they project a movie on this screen of water. I had never seen anything like it. And so when I first got there and saw it, I like asked my boss about it. I was like, I got to see this. You got to show me how this, this whole thing works. Like, especially, you know, working in production, like how do they do this? So yeah, they took me into the (laughs) underground control room for this thing. And it was like that. And that was the only room that, uh, there where it was like, wow, this is like a control center. This is like, uh, the, death star in here <laughs> like lights and levers and knobs and everything everywhere uh and they so the water has to be it has to the mist the like the mist bubbles have to be a certain size for this to for it to work for you to be able to see the picture yeah and so it there there's like all these huge massive water pumps down in there and they control all of them and everything has to be exactly specific right on and it has to be pumping out at a certain rate with this certain right pressure and then they can uh, project the movie on there and um it's it, it was just one of the it was probably the the most amazing actual physical magic thing that i saw there where yeah. it wasn't an illusion it's not like forced perspective it's no they're showing you a movie on a wall of water it was it was really cool yeah that's crazy isn't it yeah so you were only there as obviously for the cars you were there for the cars, for the cars land opening the yeah opening. yeah um and then would you ever want to go back and work there or Oh yeah, I would love to. Eat. Like when I I moved back uh, to Iowa, and I had to, and they were like, um, "We need a, they they're like we need an actual proper letter of resignation," and like I I put in there like three times, like uh, 
and I would love to come back <laughs> at any time. <laughs> like, uh, be, yeah, if, if there's ever another seasonal position or you need someone to fill a full-time spot, I would be thrilled to be that person. <laughs> that Oh, that's that reminds me, though. So the actual day of the grand opening, when we were the busiest and there were all those different news outlets and media coming through, Mm-hmm. Yeah. They. Uh, this is the weirdest thing. So, the park is open. There's people out in the park, and this is one of the rare times that we actually let the people go uh, report while there's uh, people out there in the park. But, but they they can't stay out there. They can only be out there while they're shooting their thing, mm-hmm. or uh, and then they have to come back. So. We, they have, they had to have a place for all these media members. So they had this huge, huge room, like a green room for like backstage somewhere, except this is a massive, just empty, massive warehouse. And there, oh gosh, there's no point to what they did because no cameras are allowed in there. This is only this is just for the people getting ready to go out. But they decorated this whole room in Cars Land. Everything. Wow. Actual like actual physical like the actual physical cars from one of the rides, like one of the extra ones they had just like mounted on the wall. The cupcakes had the little like all the food and all the catering had the little Cars Land stickers all over them. Like I can't, oh, I can't even explain how insanely elaborate the decoration for this room, where one of the rules is no one can see it or take pictures of it, but they went all out a hundred percent, like everything you could think of. It, it was just the weirdest thing. I went in there and it just made, and I was just, I was baffled by it. It just made no sense. It was like, but they wanted these people to make, you know, even, even the reporters that are coming in to just do their job, they are going to have a magical experience too, because they got to yeah. be in this green room that no one will get to see that is more elaborate and amazing they can't show anyone anyway. Yeah. The than any other part that that they might go to for the whole rest of the day. Like it was just totally, totally bizarre. Mm. And I went in there as much as I could, every chance I could get. It was crazy hot that day, and so I would go in there to get air conditioning and drink some of the bottled Carsland waters that they had. <laughs> Lightning McQueen uh, ice cream cones and stuff so that was cool. only for the people in the green room. Okay. It was so weird. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's not, it is nice, though. Obviously, it's like, you know, that they, the thing I think which is nice about it, like, obviously, you talk about it, is like that they, or they sort of believe it 
themselves as well you know like in a way like it would obviously you know if you'd come out and then obviously everyone be really sort of happy and stuff but you know behind the scenes if everyone's like oh this is ridiculous but you know for everyone to be really kind of believe the disney magic of the people that work there as well yes i mean obviously yes, that's absolutely. how it works you know and like you know it's not just like oh it, we've got these people coming in so we'll just sit them in a in a little room you know it's like we'll make I, a big show of that yeah Ex- and yeah and i think that's part of it too is like hey it, if we give these people all this awesome nice stuff for them to hang you know instead of just like here wait here and yeah. now someone has to look at someone has to like keep an eye on that person yeah. where if they're busy enjoying themselves no one yeah. has to keep an eye on them yeah and then also yeah. you know, they're going to go back and speak to their friends family whoever and go oh my gosh it's amazing it's like the coolest thing in the world like we need to go yeah yes and do a lot of people you know that work there and stuff are they i go on like disney cruises like on holidays and stuff or are they you know yeah, they for sure. Oh, that was one of the, um, especially the guys in the production department. Um, they were like, could, they they've been on all the cruises. It's like every cruise ship Disney has, I've yeah. been on it. <laughs> like <laughs> this one, that one, like they just make like um, if something goes wrong, you know, a cable or something goes out, they're competing with the people in Orlando with the department in Orlando there, it's like, you know, Ooh, what ocean are you in? Uh, <laughs> how can, uh, how can I get out to you the soonest, you know, any excuse to get on those. Get, uh, yeah. the- I just couldn't really imagine a, a Disney cruise. No, I think that might be overkill. Oh yeah. No, I would, no, I wouldn't be interested in that. No, I've never been on a cruise that those don't really, that doesn't really appeal to me anyway, yeah. but a Disney cruise, nah, I would I need to get away from that for a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it can be a bit yeah. full on, you know, even when you're there yeah. the whole day in, in the park, sometimes you just want to go home and not speak because it's been so, yeah. like, in your face all day long. So to have just that... Yeah. in a dark room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which there's... Oh, there's plenty of uh, alone time there because uh, I was uh, living in L.A. and go- driving down to Anaheim, where Disney is. I would leave at like five o'clock in the morning to beat traffic, and it's a forty-minute drive, just burning through nonstop with no traffic. Yeah. But then after I work my whole day, and then have to drive back, th- it would take three hours. Oh. What? It take three hours to drive back? Yeah, because of traffic. Oh, my God. Yep. So it'd just be creeping, creeping along at like four or five miles an hour. And it would take, yeah, it was a 40-minute commute down, a three-hour commute home. God, and were they like quite long shifts as well that you were doing? A lot of them were just like um, nine to five. Oh, okay. Like, but like I would wake up at five in the morning to beat the traffic otherwise. Oh my gosh, that is ridiculous. Because if I didn't leave at five and I left at six, traffic would start to pile up and then I might not make it there by nine. So I would have to, I would drive down at five, get there a little like 540 
and then get in the back and sleep and set my alarm <laughs> for eight thirty. Try to get another couple hours of sleep while I'm in the parking lot. God. Oh yes. Yeah, so obviously, there's parking like for you know for the the staff there. There must be like loads of parking there. Yes, there is a massive, massive staff parking lot that is three miles away. And so you park there, and then you get out, and you wait for the shuttle to come and pick you up. And then the shuttle takes you into the park to the employee entrance. No employees are allowed to park in the park or the park uh, parking lot. Gosh. God, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you do a fantastic podcast yourself, nothing to do with this, but do you want to tell you, yeah. tell our listeners all about that? Because they should definitely go and check it out. Yes, uh, that would be great. I do a history and comedy podcast. Uh, it's called History Made Up, uh, and I travel around and I get local history stories and then I get local improv comedians to come on, and we do some scenes sort of inspired by that history story. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite it's a cool idea. Yeah, I've listened to, to a few, and they, they're great fun. Yeah, it, it is. It's lots of fun. And, I've, and I, I get to go, and I get to meet all sorts of really great people, like – you know, it's uh, the improv community uh, is very open and welcoming. And that's the only way that my podcast has been able to work. <laughs> yeah. Is because I just cold, like, I just like cold calls or solicit, you know, on Facebook. <laughs> like, I'll just put in there, like, Detroit Improv. And then, you know, I've never met these people. I just send a message, like, hey, I do this show. Is it right if I come and do it? And they're always like, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. And so. It's it's great. Good. And whereabouts on social media can they find you? Uh, History Made Up on Twitter and Instagram. And the website's historymadeup.com. And the podcast is free. It's on iTunes and Google and SoundCloud and everywhere you get uh, podcasts. And there's a Patreon for it also. Like I said, uh, all the episodes are free. It'll always be free. But if, uh, yeah, if people want to donate to the show, there's a Patreon for it also. I, I think people should give money just for the entertainment you've given in this episode. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. There, maybe I'll do a uh, Disney history episode and just uh, tell all of my stories and have some yes. uh, yeah. people do off of that yeah you definitely should people would pay good money for that don't give this information for free we're conning you stop it <laughs> all right so i'll be sending you guys an invoice <laughs> <Yeah>. then. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on i mean honestly i can't tell you it's it's been uh well wow. i'm completely mind blown i feel like i'm in a trance i just can't believe all the stuff that i've learned <laughs> <laughs> and I just have one question, one final question. Um, did you yeah. ever try a cozy cone mac and cheese? I I don't know what that is. Oh. I mean, that is literally the reason I want to go. After you said it, I immediately wanted one. <laughs> it's made me hungry. I'll be honest. 
I've just I've been yeah. whilst doing this, I've been looking at pictures of it. Oh well, you need to go back then to have one. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I wonder if my badge will still work. <laughs> you yeah. can try it. Let's try it. Let's all go with your badge and see what we can do. Yeah. Sneak in. <laughs> Yeah, uh, three people for free <laughs> off of this expired 2013 badge, please. They got to make you happy, right? That's their job description. So yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. <laughs> and then if it doesn't work, we'll get someone to swear at us, and then we're bound to get in for free. Yeah, we've got a backup plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just go stomping on feet until someone curses yeah, at you. We're going after Goofy if that doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Goofy. Poor Goofy. <laughs> Just crying and smoking cigarettes <laughs> and then putting that head on and going out to make kids laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to thank you, you guys, too, for sharing the podcast and everything. Like, every, literally every time that you guys share it, the like the listens almost double like it's amazing oh, that's great well we'll continue yeah. obviously we're always share your your posts as much as as the minute we see them we share them so i'm pleased that that's helping yeah. out we'll, we'll continue to do that well thank you very much have a have a nice rest of your day yeah thank you so much yeah you too have a good evening yeah, thank you <laughs> all right i'll talk to you soon thanks thank so much you. bye, bye. That was nice that it's nice wasn't it i enjoyed that yeah so did i and thank you once again to will what an absolutely lovely lovely guy and please go and check out his podcast history made up we really hope that you've enjoyed this special it's been something we wanted to do for a while get a cast member on and will certainly didn't let us down if you yourself have worked at Disney and are anywhere near as truthful as Will, please get in touch. We don't have to give your real name if you want to come on incognito. And likewise, anyone from Universal Studios would be fantastic too. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films, on Instagram at Theme Park Films Podcast, or you can email us themeparkfilms at hotmail.com and we are also the proud creators of Britpod Scene, which is a collective of British podcasts. Please go and follow Britpod Scene at Twitter, where everything we retweet are the shows that we endorse. And once again, studio.com, promo code Theme Park Films, get some money off. They're really nice products. They come in a in a lovely box. Quite stylish, actually, aren't they? They are very stylish, yes. So, thank you very, very much for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Theme Park Films Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. <laughs>